0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Napsock Files TNF in Session, Episode 7, podcast recorded live to an exclusive audience on YouTube with my Patreon supporters, And I love them so much. This isn't, uh, you know, open to the public. We're going to do things open to the public. I like the public. Public is good. Except for when they don't know how to turn right fast enough on Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank. Um, But I love my Patreon supporters. They make so much happen. And that's why we do this show live to them on YouTube, recorded. We take their questions from the Patreon page. And a little bit later, we take some phone calls if they're up to the challenge. A lot of people watching sometimes get afraid and in the chat room right now you might hear me refer to them you got i got a name that's that's old handsaw huh? around these parts will jason Humphreys the hump from uk tamor brother abdul should be checking in i haven't seen him but uh, yeah there he is abdul and tamor the brothers buddha there lauren romo from the galactic galactic podcast get it right kim and uh jonas bergren's here chad benefield's here uh, i saw matt thompson here from tmp uh, media productions A lot of people in today, love it. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your life to come here and chat with me and hang out with me. Try to get that. I actually ordered. See this. I always talk about the green curtain behind me. I actually ordered an afternoons banner because Josh and I were going to be doing some afternoon stuff. Uh, Hold, hold on that. Put a pin in that. Can't announce why it's being delayed yet. Um, but I might just have to get a Napsack Files 1-2 or put the afternoons up. Just do some cross synergy promotion, right? I have to admit, uh, I'm recording this live on a Tuesday and there's a Yankee-Aster game going on right now. And I, 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 uh, I, I'm I, impressed with my own discipline to get on the air. I could have canceled this and set out a cold. Uh, the Yankees, though, at the time of this uh, recording, were down 2 nothing in game three against Garrett Cole and the Astros and it's not looking good. So, so it's not really sacrificing my part. I'm just, uh, you know, hoping, hopefully, hoping that if I turn off the game, I'll bring them good luck. Sometimes that's the way sports works. Sports, very superstitious world. It is uh, me and all you hanging out here. And we got questions going to my friends on Patreon. What I do, Tier three and above on my Patreon support uh, list. You get access to a place to put the, put the questions to ask me questions. And that kind of is where the show starts. And then we go to live questions from the audience and some phone calls. And I'm challenging some of those folks who have access to that number. Uh, I want to hear some new voices. I love, I I don't want to hear the old voices. Let's get some new voices in there. And I love when the call, all the calls roll into one. They just, it's, it's this massive Google voice uh cacophony of sound and we try to see who gets in so that's what we'll be doing a little bit later happy to be with you here and uh who else anyone else checking in uh i love that the hump and jonas bergen are here because they are they're not detroit and they're across the way uh across the pond as it were uh listening at a much later much later uh hour there so let's get to some of these questions we got some good ones here we got some uh some uh, deeper questions we got some sillier quick it's always a good thing here i'm gonna start with alice wadsworth around here we call her star wars alice she says hey ken are you excited anxious or both about being about being the host host of collider jedi council i'm really excited about it look forward to star wars love uh, uh and who you bring on as guests p.s how much does ratzy weigh and does she have uh the Chi, I am a lion syndrome, like my seven pounder, Coco. The Chihuahua fierceness is, uh, I think, what Alice is referring to there. So let's start. Well, let's start with a uh, Ratzy question. I wish Ratzy could be. to lift her up. She is barely on a good day three pounds. This is the Chihuahua that's uh, been in my life now for nearly three years. Coming about three years uh, when I uh, joined, well, yeah, it'd be about three years uh, since I joined Collider in October of 2016. Time flies. Uh, that's where I first met Ratsy, because that's where I fir- first met Grace. And now Grace and I are in a loving long-term relationship that uh, is now at the cohabitation stage, he said, uh, so sexily and romantically. Uh, but it is. It's great. And uh, part of the everyday thrill of that relationship and, and cohabitating now, living together, is I get uh, full access to ch- two chihuahuas. Baxter, who's 7.2 pounds. Not that you asked Alice, Alice but uh, we we got him checked today on some stuff. He's 7.2, maintaining that weight. Burley, he does his push-ups. Ratsy, like I said, barely three pounds. On a good day, if I've fed her too many Cheez-Its or dog treats which are kind of the same to her. Uh, I, they, she is a tiny wee little chihuahua, tiny but mighty, which is the theme uh, that you're supposed to learn from the Beverly Hills Chihuahua movie franchise. One of the more underrated connected shared universes, franchises of, of all time. Uh, I'm told I have seen the first one. I had to see the first one. I love having uh, these little dogs in my life. Uh, they are, uh, They've added so much and dogs, as you all know, out there, a lot of, I think there's a lot of dog owners in the Knapsack Files world. When you have that dog, your stress level goes down. A bad day, man. A bad day. You can be going crazy. Things going uh, wild. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed. And you you look at a two and a half pound Chihuahua staring at you going, treat. Can I have a treat? How how about a treat? Is there a treat up there? I'd like a treat. And you're just like, ah, my life, my life is about this little creature right now and that's what i love all pets are good even a goldfish I i had a lot of goldfish growing up i had one goldfish let me tell you this story no one asked but i'm telling you i had one goldfish that lived over two and a half years before we had to send it up to the toilet bowl in the sky actually what i did i did not i as a kid tell maybe tells you a lot about me uh this is why i remove bugs from my house by putting them in little cases and taking them out to the yard and kind of transplanting them versus killing them. I had this goldfish. I had a lot of goldfish as a kid, as you do. You know, you win them in this little contest and you take them home in a bag and you name them and then you're like, yeah, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And three weeks later, you know, you learn about uh, the circle of life. I had one, no joke, two and a half years. It kept going. So when it passed away, there was no toilet bowl flushings. Uh, I would take it out to the backyard. Uh, the street we lived on was Walnut Street in Rio Grande, California. Uh, I could give the address, but some of you might go there. Uh, we're not there anymore, of course. My family, family doesn't live there, but it was it was a house of, uh, of my youth. Big hedges around it. We had a nice backyard, and I would bury them, and I'd make little crosses, and I'd bury the goldfish in the yard, and uh, you know, a little ceremony was held, you know, some songs sang, some hymns read, and we'd put the goldfish into heaven. And it was uh you know, sweet. Two and a half years. Can't remember that one's name. Had a lot of rats growing up too. I love little rat. Now I have a chihuahua named Ratsy. Her real name is Adelaide, but Ratsy, Ratsamundi, Uh the rats uh, the the rats, uh, <laughs> the rats the rats we call her the Rapsy, which is An inside joke on uh, one time, I just miss. I just said instead of Ratsy, I said Hey Wapsy, and it just stuck. Um, So uh, the rats I named after GI Joe characters: Scarlet Lady J, Baroness, Duke, Stalker, Destro. All those names, good rats, good rats. I love rats, so I don't like snakes. I'm pro rat. I'm not anti-snake. I'm I'm pro-rat. Let's just say that. Alice's other question is about Collider Jedi Council in case some uh, folks missed the news. I have been uh, doing that show for a few years. First, uh, part of my full-time employment at uh, Complex Media. Then when I uh, left that job or was uh, told to leave that job, (laughs) uh, I uh, then stuck around freelance and was on Collider Jedi Council hosted by Christian Harloff. And the show's got a great history and a long legacy. And Christian's uh, no longer be on the show, and the opportunity came for me to uh, host the show, and I've decided to accept that offer uh, after much uh, um, internal debate, and uh, it's going to be exciting. I've been meeting with Mark Riley, who'll be producing the show and appearing on the show occasionally, and and taking the show in a different direction. I think that's the best way to go with it. I think it's going to be some counter-programming to other shows out there, and it's going to be a lot in the uh, the vein like the old Jedi Alliance show I co-created with Maude Garrett. And I will say it right now, I'll say it publicly, I, I would love to have Maude come back every now and then. Uh, I don't know if she can. Her, she's so busy. She runs a couple businesses. She has her own career going. But talking Star Wars with Maude, I mean, talking Star Wars with Maud Garrett wasn't just fun as in terms of Star Wars. In terms of broadcasting, if you go watch the the 29 episodes that Maud and I did together, uh, I think it was 29 in total, uh, before she she left. And she actually left to go to Je- uh, Jedi Council because we weren't making any money doing Jedi Lines. And uh Collider came in at the time and I think it was on Collider, it might have been still AMC at the time. I can't remember that. But Jedi Council came to her and they offered her money to go to that show and 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 it was like, yeah, absolutely. Ma, you have to go do this. You, you need it. You know, we're, we're, the name of the game is making money. This is a career. This is a career choice, not a hobby. So she went and did it. And um, uh, I missed her. I mean, it, it was it was never the same, but uh, not just in terms of Star Wars. In, in my entire broadcra- broadcasting career, you know, which goes back to the mid nineties. Uh, my old radio partner, Matt Donovan, who's the intro voice here on the knapsack files. I felt really good with him and chemistry and felt safe and Maud Garrett. I and, I've, and I love Josh McCuga. There's a different vibe. Everything's good. Don't, don't get me wrong. This is one of those. I have never felt more safe on air than sharing it with Maud Garrett. And I would look over, we would communicate with eyes, and and pacing our own pacing, and we'd host a show that way. And I was getting back to the end. That was my first kind of like full time back into hosting back then, 2014. I felt I was getting my rhythm back. She was going strong. And man, if you, if you go back and watch those, like the middle, the, the middle, like episodes like eight through like 15 and on, on to the end, that's when we really found our groove. And, and working with Maude Garrett as a broadcaster, And not just as a Star Wars nerd, um, was special. So I'd love to talk Star Wars with her again uh, at some point, even just for one off. We'll be doing that. So uh, yeah, Jonas Berggren is talking about uh, Star Paws, which was our uh, ambush trivia game that Maude really wanted to do, and uh, she 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 hung with me. I I know if she can't She was a special edition generation fan, and I just have that stupid ability to remember silly little things in Star Wars, and so she always was keeping pace, but. Yeah, I I never rested on my laurels when it was uh, came to battling modern Star Wars trivia, but just love the show, and that's why I'm looking looking forward to getting back with Jedi Council, uh, taking it kind of to that vibe. Not necessarily the same segments, everything. We'll still talk news, we'll you know review things, everything. Though I I am not a reviewer of Star Wars things. I I think people misunderstand that. I am um, uh, an expert appreciator, and uh, that's the focus of Collider Jedi Council going forward. And we'll see. I don't want to talk too much business publicly, but I, we're going to lose a lot of uh, viewers. We already know this and we're going to have to rebuild again. And I think that's actually a fun challenge and something to do in this day and age. So Alice, uh, I am to answer your question. I am excited and anxious. Both Jason Humphreys, the hump he's in chat right now, watching still staying up late over there. Uh, he says, what's your opinion on hecklers? Do you have a strategy for dealing with them or do you curl up in a ball and cry? Wow, yeah, so uh, my opinion on hecklers and stand-up comedy, especially now that I'm back into stand-up comedy, waiting to get some new gigs lined up, got a big show with Mark Ellis in November in Washington, D.C. My opinion on hecklers is I hate them. I hate them with all my passion and all my life. Heckling is stupid and inappropriate and uh, wrong. It's just rude. And the problem is at some point, I don't know when. I don't know when. Uh, the the idea of heckling p- being part of stand up comedy became like just an accepted thing. And when I was doing shows a lot earlier on, I think that dog, my neighbor's dog, is heckling me right now. Uh, when I was doing shows uh, very early on in like uh, two thousand three, two thousand four, I brought some, I brought some friends from work because that's what you do. You do bringer shows, and you have to like coerce five of your friends, at least five of your friends, to come so you can keep the stage time. Uh, it's, it's it's just how the business works. Unfortunately, when you're starting out, and I brought one of my bo- one of my bosses showed up. He was a retired LAPD SWAT officer, actually, and a really cool guy, uh, good looking. Kind of we used to call him Punch because he looked like Eric Estrada, and he was a really great guy, one really supportive of me. We're still friends to this day. And uh, he was the director of security at the time, and I worked for him. And he came out to the comedy store at the Belly Room, and he started heckling every comic there, every comic there. And I'm in the back waiting to go up and people, I'm I'm hearing him. I'm like, Oh, Joe, please don't Joe. You got to stop. Please stop Joe. And, um, <laughs> the comics are coming back in the green room. Like this guy out there, man, I want to kick his ass. And I'm like, don't, he could destroy you with two fingers. Cause I've seen him do it with a C clamp choke hold. Don't do it. Don't do it. And, and so Monday, like story. Monday morning, get back at work. And I come in, or actually, I was working like six a.m. and Joe Kim comes in about nine a.m. We're talking. I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, well, that was fun, man. I had a lot of fun. Like, uh, isn't that what you guys want? Is comics like heckling? I'm like, please, I thought was part of the show. I'm like, you are not, no, please do not. It is not part of the show. Um. So yes, my opinion on hecklers, even when friends do it, is it's bad. It's just, it's just, it's you're interrupting a performance. And I know there's the because comics do crowd work that's different if you aren't in, engaged by a comic uh, on stage yeah talk uh, go along but hecklers uh and, th- and look here's the thing sometimes there's really really bad comics on stage or sometimes a comic's having a really really bad night i've had them too and we'll have them again by the way uh e- e- you use an audience member might be uncomfortable watching people bomb is uncomfortable just let it happen. Don't feel you have to insert yourself. As far as dealing with them, you got to shut them down as quickly as possible. You got to try to own it. I've done done it well. I've done it poorly. I've also had a, a heckler charge me on stage and take an, uh, and wrestle away and take the microphone away from me at a at a bar in Santa Monica, what used to be called the Bitter Redhead, which is across from Jack in the Box and a rent by the hour hotel um in a great part of Santa Monica. Uh so yeah, uh Hecklers. No, no, no good. Don't, don't you all heckle Pete rich, Pete rich asks, Hey, baseball talk time. Who you got going to the world series and who you got winning? Well, let's see. I, so I'm having a lot of fun writing for flag flag sports. Uh, I'm bringing up the Yankee score as live as we can right now, because this is uh, for the audience. now. again, most of this will be released on a Wednesday. So the game will be done, uh, but we're in the bottom fifth, still two, nothing Astros at the time. I'm going to refresh. It's still where we're at. Um, Having a lot of fun writing baseball for Flag Sports. It's helped me rediscover a passion for the sport. That was always present. Just kind of went dormant the last couple of years. Not because of the sport, just life. Um, so Pete, I, I, World Series, it's hard for me to root against my Yankees and, and, you know, divorce myself from the emotions of that. So I'm going Yankees. And at this point, the Nationals, uh, I think even actually they're playing later tonight. So they could be in by the time this episode goes to air. They're up three, nothing, uh, against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are just looking dead. So I wanted, at this point, I wanted Cardinals yankees is kind of a classic series kind of a classic world series vibe to it two teams that have uh, met a lot especially in the 1930s so that's what i was hoping for but nationals yankees or nationals astros would be good as well astros though they got be scared so that's some baseball talk there checking in with the chat uh jonas bergman says yeah me too fell off the show collider Jedi council for about a year uh Tamor's gonna be watching uh Jedi council now and same here from Lauren romo yeah and that's great too i hope to uh, i think we I don't know. seems like fan base changed over the last couple of years and, uh, I uh, want some, uh, some of the old fans back. And then uh, that's, what we're going to try to do there. So, uh, going back to the prepared questions and we'll be going to the audience. Oh, this is, uh, but, uh, we, got a, we got a nice round of questions from Tamor. Tamor's in chat. So he was listening to last week's Three Things episode where I talked about Halloween and costumes, uh, my beard, which was taking over my life. If you notice, I did get it trimmed. And uh, knowing your worth, big things, uh, big thing themes there. So he says, uh, Tamor says, you and I have some thoughts on, same thoughts on Halloween costumes. And hypothetical, if you absolutely had to, humor us, humor him, uh, who would I dress up? Including props. Uh, he would dress up as Negan from The Walking Dead. I, I would have to dress up a status Baratheon, yeah. Get that salt and pepper beard going, trim my hair down even more. Uh, get the uh, the flaming heart armor and just walk around saying the Iron Throne is mine by right. I think that would be great at parties, right? I think people would like that. And he talks about it getting chillier in New York. He says he grows out his beard and shapes it up as needed. Makes for great insulation. Uh, what do I do with my beer for the winter season? Well, here in California, our winter season does get cold. It gets cold right now in Burbank, but not New York cold, not East Cold cold. So if I was in the East Coast, I think I would do something similar, grow a little thicker beard and uh, use it as, a, you know, a warm my frosty mug out here. Keep things the same. gets a little cold. But, you know, really, uh, in the past, I've had no beard and you got to survive. It does It does make a difference. It does make a difference having that, uh, you know, insulation line in your chin. It does help there. Uh, And finally, Timor says, uh, talking about self-worth, which was a big topic in last week's show. uh, He says, I have my own own construction business. So I went through the process of finding out what my worth is. I feel it's an ongoing uh, process of improving the experience of every job I perform. That's a great point, Timor. Uh, Finding your self-worth and knowing what to get out of of things and business and and relationships is always an evolving process. And I think that's part of the self-awareness we were talking about last week. You know, of knowing, oh, I'm getting better at something. Oh, I didn't do that last one as good. I need to work on things. Uh, he says, uh, yes, do you feel it's an ongoing process with everything you've accomplished and have on uh, going on currently in your career? Yeah, so I uh, kind of answered the question there without thinking about it. Yeah, um, it's an ongoing process, and things change, too. Like, uh, I, almost, you know, with Collegiate Council, like, I had... <clears throat> a different viewpoint of what that show of what my future with that show was not a month ago. And then some things happened that made me reevaluated and kind of thought to myself, I am valuable, but not as valuable as I can be. And I'm going to make myself more valuable and have more worth and, uh, step up. And sometimes I think that ongoing process is knowing when you need to step up and knowing when maybe, uh, I've had some other offers come across my desk and, I know what I'm worth and know what I could do, but I also know that this this one isn't for me and being able to say no and walk away, but still keep your worth in check and not doubt yourself is important too. So yeah, it's always an ongoing process, right? Tamor, you agree with that? You're in chat. I'm, I'm sure he'll agree. I love the delay. Uh, speaking of delays, uh, he's not even on. Tim Van Newland. Tim A. Tim Van Nulen is, if you are in the Discord server, Tim is the reason this exists. Uh, I uh, was having trouble adapting to the idea of what a Discord server could be for my Patreon page. And Tim uh, volunteered, stepped up and said, let me help. And because of Tim, uh, we have a robust Discord server on the Knapsack Files Patreon page. He has a question. Oh, Tamor. Timor checks in with a big thumbs up and says, yes. Uh, Tim Van Nolen says, I can't uh, join the show because of time zones. I love my international audience. I said, so I'll be asleep when you start your broadcast. I wish I was asleep. On to the question. Is there one thing you did when you were young when looking back now you cringe at? For instance, when I was young, I was proud of my shoe size for some reason. I had a big shoe size for my age. No comment. And I told everyone in my class, I don't know why I did that. But when I think back to that time, I cringe. Anyways, have a great show. Thanks, Tim. Things I did in my past. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I've done... done, I remember one time I had a very bad job interview. Very bad job interview. It, like, went... (laughs) It was really bad. And... The As I was being interviewed, it was a friend of mine's business, but she didn't really remember me from elementary school, and I was going to tell her the interview. But as I was walking to the tables in a pizza restaurant in uh, Shell Beach, California, it's still there. It's called Dell's Pizzeria. It's now in a bigger location. But I walked up, and we're going to sit down at a table in the middle of the restaurant. I'm interviewing for like a dishwasher position, all right? I'm like 16, 17 years old. As I'm passing by, I see a family from an old church I went to, And they hadn't seen me since I was like six, but I didn't know what I was thinking. And their name, her name was, it was Marnie. Her name was, the the wife's name was Marnie and the husband's name was Chris. And they had a kid and a kid was probably an infant when I last saw them. But I'm walking up to the interview and I'm like trying, I'm really nervous about this interview. And I just look over and I just go like, hey guys, oh my gosh, good to see you. And they both stare at me like, uh, I was a ghost that just appeared in front of them. And then the lady interviewing me looked at it. and was just like, ah. So that's not something I would normally do. It's not exactly Tim's question, but I cringe looking back at things like that. So sh- sharing your shoe size is sharing sharing, sharing your shoe size is something that uh, I would put in that category, Tim. But I'll tell you what I did. Do. I'll tell you what I was a lonely, sad sack of a person by the time I got to high school and college and beyond, and into my twenties. Lonely, sad sack of a person, and I and I wore wore my heart on my sleeve, but in, in the worst way possible. And this leads to the conversations that go on around these words like uh friend zone. And, um, you know, look at Sir Jorah on game of Thrones. Sir Jor is me. I love Sir Jor. I don't think he falls into that category too much. He's a sad sack, but in a good way. Um, I was that nice guy that felt he fin- finished last and kind of could, could get angry about it. And, you learn at one point that that's just not the way to approach it. And I think there's a lot of quiet, nice shy guys out there who aren't uh, the negative there. There's a lot of negative connotations right now uh, around them. And Uh, I'm not here for that. There's a lot of. I was one. I was just a nice, sad, shy guy who didn't know how to communicate normally. Who didn't know how to go out and just be confident. And and if I was attracted to a woman, go out and 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 communicate on a normal level. And so I would put that on them, but not in a negative way. Not I know there's the incels and all these things. That's a different conversation. That's bad. But on a base level. At some point you learn, you grow up and you learn that the nice guy thing is this real kind of sad, borderline, pathetic approach to the situation that is uh, because you can't communicate uh, on a normal way. And you, what what happens is a nice guy, you, you look at the the popular dudes, you look at the dudes who are, we're quoting, I'm going to put, you know, for those uh, listening in air quotes, are getting the girl, which is, is not the big focus in life, but, Um, you focus all your anger on them and they're not necessarily doing it right. By the way, as, as we know, um, And you're failing to acknowledge the full functional presence of a human woman in front of you. And and it does become about your inability to communicate, your desires over their desires. And again, there is honest situations where you are a friend, you are quote in a friend zone, and it's emotionally painful. I do get defensive when people toss that word out completely or that turn of phrase out completely because of the emotional torment I went through. But at some point in my life, I, I realized a lot of that emotional torment was all because of me. And I look back and I just cringe at the way I handled a lot of the situations. It's just, you know, uh, it's just the way it was, uh, uh, the way I handled myself. And wearing your heart on your sleeve and being a, being that kind of hopeless romantic is okay it's okay and and it's not doesn't make you inherently evil but check yourself at the door check yourself what you're doing and check yourself uh, when it comes to what positions you're putting in some of the females close to you again there are 100 percent honest situations where you meet with someone and i know it goes the other way too female to male and obviously female to female and male to male, whatever situation it may be. There's another person who finds another person uh, uh, romantically interesting and attractive and they, and they want to be with them and they can't and it hurts. And how you deal with that is, is the key to the situation. And I many times did not deal with it correctly. And there's a great song. There's a great song by the band Halo friendlies early 2000 OC based pop punk kind of all girl band. And they have a song. Ginger Reyes was a singer on it. She was a bass player and she, she wanted to play bass with uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, song called nice guys. And it was, oh, I remember, I remember I got the album. I was like, Oh, Oh, this is going to be a song. It's going to be a song about like me, about me. And the song was just basically, it wasn't, it wasn't me, but it just was to the point like, Hey, nice gets way too long. And, and that's the problem. And now you're hurting me. Um, It was a great song. Check it out. Uh, And that actually was one of the first times I was like, oh. Gulp. Yeah. And it's easy because a lot of creatives, a lot of writers, male screenwriters, are that ilk. And I'm of that ilk. Sad, lonely, kind of shy. Grown up. Not now. Still a little sad and withdrawn. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm 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 not alone in that kind of genre, and it's easy to see that character up on screen. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind comes to to my mind. The beginning, the opens of opening of that, uh, Jim Carrey in the in the diner, and why is it why is it I fall in love with every woman that looks at me? That was something I felt. Of something I felt, and again, that's the way it is, and that's okay. But you have it's how you adapt to that. And I thought there was some real powerful stuff with Kate Winslet's character in that. Uh, you know, don't what is it? Don't assign your own happiness to me and everything. I, I, I was one of the movies too, where I was like, Oh, I'm really connecting to this movie, but it's too easy to idolize that type of character. And you got to kind of, uh, be more forward. doesn't mean communicating with, uh, your potential romantic, uh, partners or interests is easy when you're trying to court. As they use these old timey terms, it's not easy. It's not, it's not. And I don't think, sh- you know, I don't think it should be. That's part of the fun, getting nervous, getting butterflies. That's part of the fun. Um, But that's a part, Tim. I don't think that's where you were thinking to go with that question, Tim, but I loved it because that that made me an honest exposure of something in my past that I hope to be, uh, you know, that I should have been better at Uh, final question of the pre-selected ones, then we're going to the audience. We're going to take a quick break after that and then go to the audience. Uh, We've got Jonas Berggren. He's in chat right now, and he says, hey, Ken. Am I saying that right, Jonas? You're going to let me know. You're going to let me know in chat right now, because his question is, have you ever wanted to learn a foreign language? If so, what language do you want to learn? Here's some Swedish for you. Uh, Hej Jag Hederken, Jag uh, Alskar, Star Wars. Uh, Hi, my name is Ken, and I love Star Wars. I do know, oh my gosh, see, I do know uh, Jag Askar I I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not saying it right because I have a coffee cup, Jonas, that my parents um, my parents actually got me when they went to Sweden. They had had an exchange student named Bobby. He'd come over right after I'd left town and moved to L.A. They had a Swedish foreign exchange student came and lived the summer with them, and he's come out and they formed a friendship. And he and he visits every once in a while. Uh has been a few years. Um, and um. They actually went and visited him and his family over in Sweden. They hosted him for a few uh, days. And they spent, like, I think it was like five days in Sweden. And they came back with a coffee mug that had that on there. Which is I, lo- I love you. It was, uh, my mom gave it to me. How sweet. How sweet. So that question. So, all right. So I did take two years of Spanish in high school, like a lot of uh, California-based uh, students. and Anything all around the world, right? Yeah, they made a joke on SNL about uh, Buja's, uh high school. Uh, no, is it uh, Beto O'Rourke's? high school, uh, uh, eighth grade, uh, Spanish words. It was, I thought that was fun. La biblioteca. We all love that word. When you learn it, I did, I did. I learned, I literally learned a little bit of Spanish, but I ended up learning to speak it a little bit more and understand it more than speak it. Uh, when I moved to LA and worked in the malls and just, um, uh, was more, you know, I, I was, um my central coast is very white bread, just kind of small community, especially at the time. So a little different now. So yeah. Um, I do want to learn that all the way, but the one I want to learn more than anything, and the one I should have learned, Jonas, is Russian, for I am Ruski. Um, that's my that's my heritage. Circassian and Ukrainian, uh, Soviet Union at the time, you know, a, I grew up just saying I was Russian because it was easier to explain. I am uh, I'm pretty much, I guess, half Russian. My dad, born uh, in Graz, Austria, on the way out of uh Russia, I think Ukraine, I think. My grandmother's Ukrainian. She was born in Kiev. Uh, my grandmother's sister lived in Chernobyl for uh, all of her life, even after the disaster. Uh, so I knew all about that trouble, which is why I um, why I did not watch the HBO series. Uh, too close to home, in a way. Uh, oh, Jonas has an update you can pronounce. Hedge like, hey, hey. Okay, that's great. I'm learning, Jonas. i, I I want to get to Sweden too. I actually want to get to Sweden. My mom and dad just speak so highly of that country. Um, so I, I should have learned Russian, but here's what happened. So my dad came over in 51. He was one and a half, two years old. I think when he came on over and this is the red scare part. This is the cold War's going. We're post-World War II McCarthyism, all those things. And my dad uh, was growing up in Fort Dodge, Iowa as a, you know, at the time, more olive complexion. It's so funny, this olive complexion kind of went away as he got older. My mom was bummed that I didn't have it. My cousin, completely olive complexion, uh, Ukrainian-Russian guy. Um, My dad, his name was Oli. Oli Napsak. S- didn't speak English. Uh, was learning English as a second language. Spoke only Russian. And this is in 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. I mean, it was a bad time. We, I think it's easy to overlook. In Cincinnati... The Cincinnati Reds baseball team in the fifties for a couple seasons was known as the Cincinnati Red Stockings, not Red Sox, but the Red Stockings um, because of the Reds. They didn't want to be called the Reds because of the, the Reds being Russians, the commies, the, all that kind of stuff. That's how crazy it was, right? So my dad grew up in that. And I, I say he basically had the Russian uh, bullied out of, out of him. So I was supposed to be named Sasha. My mom wanted to name me Sasha, which is uh, kind of Russian for Alexander, kind of, right? Um, My sister was going to be Katya. um, So it ended up Ken and Katie. My sister's name is Katie. I think she later on, she kind of goes by that now. Longer story. But I, uh, Ken's, Ken's who I am. Um, and Sasha, at the time, you, you, in America, you kind of think that's more of a, a, a female uh, a, a name, a girl's name. and It's not necessarily correct. And it's actually not correct at all in terms of Russian. But I was, I'm happy with Ken. But, yeah, my mom wanted to do that. Um, my dad just, no, no, no. And he regrets it, too. And he doesn't speak. He can understand Russian, but he doesn't speak it anymore. But that was his first language. And it just kind of went away. So, it's weird to say now because there's a lot of things going on obviously with Russia um but uh I would like to know a little bit more about my my heritage and and be able to speak it I and more than just nyet, I can say niet, da and pushli are the only kind of words I was ever really really picked up as a kid my grandparents my grandfather rest in peace I passed away last year my grandmother's still alive about 94 I would hear them speak it all the time I uh, wouldn't really pick it up, but, uh, my dad can understand that, but he, he and he, reg- like I said, he regrets it, but that's, that's what happens when bad things like that happen. When this, 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 uh, crazy, um, you know, this kind of crazy, uh, uh, uh look when things go awry <laughs> and McCarthyism and, and, and the Red scare and all this stuff when it's just like, uh, craziness, um, you know, that's, uh, that's what happens. Uh, I'm checking, I'm checking live. I'm, 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 I'm I'm checking right now because it looks like we lost chat. All right. Did we lose chat? Did we lose chat? This is, uh, I've had some internet problems all day. I can't connect to it, but, uh, we'll go, we're going to go on here. Uh, we're going to take a break here on the TNF in session and on the other side of the break, we'll be talking to the audience. Hopefully if I got chat, we'll uh, see you on the other side here On the Knapsack Files in Session, Episode
1: Seven.
0: All right, we're back here on TNF in Session. Uh, We had some tech problems. I actually was very glad that we took the break. It allowed me to uh, communicate. Teacher is back," says Chad Benefeld. "Kyle Harlow is here," here says Privit Nepsuk. Uh Yeah, th- I don't know what happened. My chat disconnected, but I popped it out, and I can see everybody. Like Jonas Berger, he needs. He says, "Thanks for the answer. I need to sleep now." Pete Rich says, "We're just being listeners." Now nah, we're back. I don't know. Technology is a weird thing. This is the Nepsuk House in session a show recorded live and my private youtube audience made of my patreon supporters and that also means i get to take phone calls we had a great call from him on the last episode and he's here now taymore from new york how you doing Tamor? good how you doing Ken? doing great man you're here live on the air and we're uh, happy to have you here what's your question this week
1: all right so um you mentioned one time you like watching movies uh during midday, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I did it a lot. I still do from time as time permits. Good. Um so the question I have is that do you like to take a nice big meal before you go in or do you like to have like a small, mid sized meal and then go in for a popcorn with butter? Uh, All right. Uh, what's your preference?
0: Well, you know this is a great uh, question. Great question, Tamar. I do have an answer here. So if I go see a movie, I um, definitely try to go like a matinee, midday show. But that doesn't always work. And and Grace and I, we don't go to movies as as much as we'd like, but we'll go in the evening. time. But I used to go back in the early 2000s. I lived lived in Northridge, California, which I was near the big Winnetka Pacific Theaters, which was a 21 theater complex. It was the biggest in L.A. at the time. And they used to have restaurants on the outside, which at the time was like there's restaurants connected to the movie theater. It's amazing. And I would I would go. I had every Monday I would go for like an eleven o'clock sandwich. I'd get a a tuna sandwich, maybe some potato salad, and a soda because I was a bad guy. And I would eat that, then go into the movie. Maybe get one or two snacks. I don't. My dad and I, my dad and I share this weird trait. Uh, I guess I picked it up from him, or it's genetics as well. We'll go, we'll, whatever we get, doesn't matter. Hot dogs, popcorn, candy, and we will try to finish it before the trailers end, because we don't like to be distracted during the yep. movie. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. answers your question, Tamar, but that's my thoughts on
1: it. Yep. I got a, a little thought. So speaking of the popcorn, do you like, uh, how much butter do you like on your popcorn? Do you like to you know, put it on yourself, or... You like to have the
0: concession person put it on for you? Like, what's your
1: both uh, t- amount of butter?
0: I like I like Preferably. so much butter on my popcorn that at the end of uh, my eating session, the popcorn is just just the little pieces are just squishy. They're just squishy, like <laughs> all the butter comes out. Yeah. I like too much, so I'll tell them a large corn, please, butter, and then I'll go <laughs> to the butter station. I don't do it. And I prefer if I, I don't, I don't like to bother them, like let them do their job, but maybe fill it up halfway, butter me and then fill up more corn and butter me again. So that's what I like to do. Okay.
1: Sounds good. Yep.
0: All right. Tamor. Great minds.
1: Think alike.
0: You, well, you are great minds indeed. Get that beard growing. It's getting cold out there. And thanks for checking on in uh, yeah. my friend.
1: You got it. All right.
0: Go on. All right. That is uh Tamor. You guys uh, out there on the, uh, the, uh, uh, Discord server got access to that phone number. If you want to call in, uh, go ahead and do it. I love chatting live with the folks, and the chat room is up. Uh, and and, and reg- this is, Tamor got us really thinking. Um, Lauren Romo says, love going to early viewings. Cheaper, that's true, and not as many people. That's the best. That's the reason why, Lauren. I don't want someone behind me. I don't want someone chit-chatting. I don't want that weirdo that sits right next to me when there's an empty row. I don't want that. Chad Benefield says I'm a Friday lunchtime movie goer. That's okay. I can do that cuz you're still you're still you're still for the weekend vibe. Uh but you know, you 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 get to uh, be by the month. Uh be by yourself. Uh, Lauren Romo says, uh, uh, "Oh, Lauren's accusing Chad of wasting taxpayer money by going on his work." Uh, but our Lauren then follows uh, follows up and says, "No butter for her on the popcorn. That's a brave choice, Lauren." Will McLean says, "I'm going use a straw to get that butter all up in there, not just on the top." Will, this is an audio podcast, but a video as well. I salute you. That's a, that's amazing. Uh, and uh, uh, Old Handsaw says, movie theater butter ruins my clothes. I'm a slob. Old Handsaw, you and I, uh, you know, we're friends, Old Handsaw. I, I think if we were to go to dinner together, we would um, both suffer from most of our meal ending up on our shirts. Just ask Grace. That is a problem. It's, I don't know what the problem is. I guess just, yeah, I'm a slob, but yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I gotta, I, I'm trying to learn. I also nearly choke on every sandwich i eat i've got to i got to work on that hansa i got to work on that we got we had to work on that together uh if anyone else out there in chat wants to give a call come on in pop into the uh, live airwaves. we only got a few minutes left because i do got to clear on out of here to get going on another show um Pete rich says new Patreon tier watch can and old hansa eat dinner together wow that's a great idea you know kind of like asmr would that would that work? Kind of just uh, cannon handsaw uh, sitting around eating chips and salsa. Um, old handsaw. Uh, what is your most uh, your, your your most messy meal? What's the thing that even though you try all the time to this time I'm going to be clean and this time I'm not going to make a mess? What gets you? Because I definitely know my answer. I, 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 I it's it's insane how messy where now it's definitely a me problem, and that's chips and salsa. I, I know I put too much salsa on the chip. I think I go through salsa. The restaurant knows I'm coming. Um, it's just all over, not just me, but the table and the placemat. It's kind of crazy. Like, I've disintegrated placemats at Mexican restaurants. Because I just drip all the chips and the salsa on it. I don't know. And I, I, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of it, but it still happens. Lauren Roma says, tacos get hurt every time. Kyle adds to the movie conversation, saying, Going to the first movie shown of the day late during its theatrical run, you can get a private screening. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, waiting. Waiting's a good idea, Kyle. I like that answer a lot. Old Handsaw, also known as I Got a Name, says, It's a tie, hot wings and breakfast burritos. Yeah, hot wings. I like the idea of hot wings. I just, the concept and the execution, not a good thing for me. Not a good fit. All over my face as well. But the chips and salsa, what gets me, it's all over everything. Just everything. It's like even in the booth next to me. I get it behind me. I don't know. Chad says spaghetti. Oh, yeah, Spaghetti. There's a great picture of me as a kid. And I think a lot of people have this picture in their own personal portfolio. There's a picture of me as a kid with a placemat with a bunch of race cars on it. And so I think it says, like, Kenny's placemat. And I've just got spaghetti head to toe, I'm like three years old. And the smile on my face hasn't gone away my entire life. I think that's evidence that it's just, it's ingrained into who I am. Just a slobby eater. I got to work on it. I know. I know. Like a dog, but we're going to work on it. Uh, Pey- Pete Retch, uh, Pete Retch, Pete, <laughs> don't retch, Pete, you're rich. Pete Rich says, When I used to eat fast food, Arby's sauce caused problems on the beard. Yeah. And good on you for moving past fast food. I'm actually doing pretty good on that. Del Taco gets me every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the na- Yeah. Pete, it's a good point about napkins good point on those napkins napkins sometimes just make things messier i don't know the answers maybe if there was faucets at booths in restaurants so you just wash as you go wet paper towel but even yeah wet paper towel works yeah works in a lot of things right Lauren Romo says that would be a great daily discord on our patreon page uh, the pictures of us as kids with food all over us that's a great idea lauren i'm gonna try to track down the picture i don't own it I don't own it, but I'm going to try to see if my mom can send it my way, and I will absolutely post that. Tamor says he's a napkin abuser. Well, that's not a good thing. Respect the napkins. All right, phone lines are open. If anyone wants to call on in here, uh, those in the uh, Discord server with access to the number, you got it. Look it up and call in here for a few more minutes. I do love doing this, talking directly with you all. It's a lot of fun. I hope you guys listening back uh, back home, I was going to say. I hope you a uh, Hope those listening uh, on the uh, podcast enjoy the show as much as I uh, enjoy doing it. It's something a little different. And I know in this era of super chats and live shows and everything, Q and A's, uh, it can be repetitive uh, for when everyone uh, out there is doing it. But I like doing it this private way right now because it uh, really, uh, really connects. Yeah, I know there's some breaking Star Wars news. Looks like Tony Gilroy is behind the casting Andor series. I uh, had heard that coming. I also heard some uh, bad things about the series, maybe not happening, but uh, that's some encouraging news. Gilroy really, really uh, made Rogue One what it was. No, no disrespect to Garrett Edwards. So we'll see. Some breaking Star Wars news live on air. Thanks, Lauren. I'm sure we'll talk more about it this week on Collider Jedi Council. A couple more episodes left of this, uh, the way the show is now. So uh, if uh, I'm, I, I want, the phone lines are open. Lauren, now's your time. Now's your time. Pete, now's your time. I want to hear some voices calling in here. I want to hear what you got to say to me, a messy eater. Frozen yogurt, man. Frozen yogurt's the other one. Ice cream. Ice cream gets me. I'm you put a cone in my hand, it just melts. And I and I've been accused of a bad. Cone, ice cream cone strategy. I've got to prove that. I'm Just a messy eater. Just a messy eater, Hansa. Abdul confirms that Tamor is an napkin abuser. Paper towels. Tamor and Chad says, always have a paper towel with him when he's eating at home. I do that as well. That's a good thing. Chad has a question. Speaking of G.I. Joe from earlier, do you think Hasbro and the studio will get their act together? I I want a good GI Joe movie. You know, the Snake Eyes ones got some uh, possibilities. The first one, I wasn't it wasn't the worst thing, it wasn't the best thing, uh, and I didn't see the ones after that. So I guess that that says a lot about it. I think there's a way to do a GI Joe movie and keep it as 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 much as you can to the original and more to the comics than the TV show. Uh, they'll just find a way to do it. It's a weird time to do it, right? Very patriotic military organization fighting terrorists all around the world. You know, it's a different time. But, yeah, I think they can find a way to do it. I have faith. I have faith, Chad. Kyle Harlow asks, how often do I eat barbecue? Not enough. You know, me, Mark Ellis, Josh McCougar head on out to the Wood Ranch in Burbank a lot. That counts. I don't always get barbecue. A lot of times I get a salad I'm trying to be good. It's the bread rolls that are the the main draw there. Well, let's just face it, bread is the main draw everywhere. So, yeah. Good question, Kyle. Now I'm hungry. It's 4 o'clock my time and I'm already starving. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. All right, we're about wrapping up here. This is TNF In Session, Episode 7. We do about once a month. If you want to be part of the live audience and ask questions, get your calls in. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash Katnapsock, that's right, and support me there. I want to uh, do a special shout out to all my Patreon supporters, but specifically, my executive producer tier, which right now includes Thomas Risley, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, he was there briefly in chat, Bedore, Matt Thompson, excuse me, not Matthew Thompson was, not, not Matt Simon, but Matthew Thompson was, Taymor and Abdul are here now, Donald Long, Nathan Ovendale, he's a first-rate Nate, Zach Anderson, uh, my buddy Ty Schallenberger, and the youngest uh, Buddha brother member, uh, I think, I don't think he's the youngest in the family, but Raffae is part of the executive producer tier as well. Can't do this without you guys, especially in this day and age of do-it-yourself media and oh wait whoa we're not we're not going that sir thomas the is here he's in chat thomas risling who also contributes on casterly talk my game of thrones show he's in chat uh thomas uh we're gonna we're gonna close out uh just for you. well tamar confirms that rafa is the youngest buddha brother there you go love that thomas uh in chat uh, we we, uh, we we're pausing the show that so that Thomas can enjoy a few minutes of TNS Tnf in session, uh, and uh, Thomas is a is a great example of of uh, part of the strong community here uh, that uh, was there around with Daily Thrones, and this is what we like doing on the Patreon page. That's why uh, I I really really encourage you to consider uh, supporting if you enjoy the NAPSOC files and help this community grow, uh, not just uh, my own business but uh, the. Uh, Connections made out there in that land and i'll be Twitch update the twitch streams are going to come back just like Fortnite. gonna call gonna, they're gonna come back um uh it, it, it's just it's a it's a different situation living situation now so streaming isn't as easy when you're just on your couch by yourself i get two chihu- chihuahuas to consider and i know the chihuahuas love to be on the stream I know you guys would love to be, have them on the stream, but it's going to come back. Have your faith because we have a lot of comu- great community growing up, uh, growing up a, a community that formed around me playing video games badly there. So um, we are uh, on the way out unless Thomas wants to call in. I'll hold on if Thomas wants to call in. Uh, they're, they're trying to get Thomas to Chat to call in. I'll, I'll do my radio announcer sign-offs. I'll tell you to go to markellislive.net to get uh, tickets to go see us performing comedy November 16th in Washington, D.C., two shows on November 16th at the Comedy Loft. You can do that. I'll I'll say that if that buys Thomas some time to call into the Google Voice number. People want to hear you, Thomas. They're chanting your name in chat, saying get on the phone calls. Uh, Get on Google Voice. Um, Pete Rich says let's hear those golden pipes yeah, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to beg for calls here. This was, uh, I sometimes had to do that in radio. Sometimes you had to do. Sometimes you'd have to fake phone calls. That was actually my first experience getting on the air. Was my program director was uh, uh, in the uh, sitting there, and we 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 had a concert ticket giveaway. and He wasn't getting phone calls, and he turns to me and goes, "Go call me from the other room." I said, "What do you want me to do?" He says, "I don't know. Just make something up." And so I pretended to be a character from uh, an area of our, our our hometown called Napomo Mesa, kind of an agricultural era area, and uh, called in and played a little character. And my program director came back and he's like, "You're funny, you're funny, kid." I was eighteen, and that's how I got on the air. Oh, we got it! Oh, we got it! Here we go! All right. Live on TNF oh, In Session right. to close Live out the show TNF with TNF his radio playing in the background oh, like show. an old style thing is uh, Sir Thomas Zetal, I'm assuming, unless like it's someone else. Thing. Thomas, how you doing? Sir Thomas Dittall, I'm assuming. Hey, hey, thank you very much. I'm glad I made it for the last second here. You did, man. We stopped the show for you. That's how much you're valued in this community here in the Knapsack Files. We waited for your phone call from the Great White North because we want to hear your voice. How are you doing? You probably don't even have a question. Now we're just chatting. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm doing great, man.
0: This is this is great. I'm glad I made it for the last minute. It's uh, a little rainy, a little wet, a little uh, typically Canadian, but I'm making it through it what, what is typically, typically Canadian? Is it just mushy weather or cold weather or snowy? Is there some nice? Springs? Yeah, typically, yeah, there's, there's some nice springs. There's some nice summer right now.
1: I'm staring at uh way too many millimeters of, of water or sorry, Let me uh, correct my, my material <laughs> measurement system here about, about a half an inch of water uh, kind of all over the place. Oh, Okay. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty typical. And then, uh, you know, you hit November, December and just get a little bit of snow, a little bit, a little bit.
0: Yeah, you were you, a bit. you were on the Vancouver side side of the world. How much travel have you done in 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 Canada, as we occasionally say down here by mistake?
1: Uh, so little that I'm mildly embarrassed about it.
0: All right. That's <laughs> I've been to uh, Toronto and Alberta. That's pretty much it. But that's interesting to me because I don't know why I'd think that just because you live in Canada, say you lived in Montreal, that suddenly that means you'd be all around the country, uh, where, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people in the United States of America that, uh, are born in one state, <laughs> die in one state and don't see another one. And that's true. I actually was on that path for a very long time other than, uh, I think, a quick trip to Vegas or something in my youth. It was all California, Oregon and Seattle, but I was too young to really comprehend it. It wasn't until my late 20s, early 30s that it was like, oh, there's freeways that take you to other states, so uh, don't feel bad about it. That,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I'm at. I'm trying to try to convince myself not to feel bad, but hey, man, it's hard not to want to see your homeland, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, when you're getting out here to uh, these United States, is, is it easy for you to oh, do that? Oh, man. You, as, soon as soon as I can, it's it's that trouble with getting someone to babysit the fur, the fur child, the dog. Oh, that's true. Well, we do have, we do allow dogs in the uh, Americas here. Uh, so come on down There you in go. The, in these continental <laughs> United States. Uh, Thomas, we'll let you go here in a bit here, but I I want to know, uh, you're a game of Thrones aficionado. You contribute to casterly talk. Uh, you guys out there can listen to that podcast feed. Um, where, uh, where's your mind right now about, uh, the fire and blood, prequel series that's uh, floating around out there.
1: So the biggest thing on my mind, and it's pretty much nonstop is I feel like it has to start after the dance, of the dragons, after the dance of the dragons.
0: I like this idea.
1: Yeah. Why? Partly Why? i you know, me, I'm a big, I'm a big Duncan egg guy. So part of me is that I feel like we need a, a Targaryen character as a POV character. Mm. Um, that's not totally Targaryen, if that makes sense. And the idea of totally. having that be egg, mild spoiler, um, makes a lot of sense for me. And that's a great place to start because we can end, um, somewhere during or after the tragedy at summer hall. And that kind of is a nice direct prequel to what we're, uh, we're used to.
0: I love it. See, that's why we have Thomas calling in from Vancouver, contributing to casterly talk and closing out this show. Thomas, thank you for checking in here. Thanks you. Thank you for supporting and also making the stream at the end of the show. No, thank you for having me, Ken. It's, uh, it's always an honor to talk to you. All right. Go dance in that Vancouver rain. Um, all right, that is it. We are now, uh, officially on our way out of here. I want to thank everyone in chat today. Uh, man, a lot of fun folks. Uh, oh, someone, someone else is trying to call in. All right. Well, they hung up. Um, nope. That was say that was Thomas. Uh, <laughs> this is why I love doing a live. I love doing this live. Warts and all, especially here on YouTube, you're getting the whole thing. Uh, uh, Pete, Tamor, Abdul, Lauren, uh, Kyle, uh, Chad, uh, uh, Old Handsaw. Uh, The the Brothers Buddha, you guys are the best. Uh, Also, uh, Jason Humphrey, Jonas Bergram, uh, Will McClain earlier is uh, checking in as well. Uh, Matt Thompson was here for a bit. You guys are the best, and you make this possible. We are small, but we are mighty, and we love doing this. So uh, on that note, we are out of here. This is Knapsack Files TNF in session. We'll see you on the next show. Bye.